Get Into Gate. This is episode 109. We are talking the Sentinel Stargate SG1. Wonderful. Get the Gate team. My name is Mitch. Joining me as always for each and every episode, we got Matty, Yow. Brendan, Hello. and Reese. <laughs> G'day. <laughs> for new listeners, Reese, he's our uh, he's our first time watcher of Stargate SG1. The rest of us are long time fans of the show, and we are talking one episode each and every week as we introduce Reese to the show. We are nearing the end of season five. As I said, talking about the Sentinel <laughs> episode. 20 of season five. Uh, we're going to go back to the uh, DVD format, which uh, most of us are still watching on. Even Reese, we've converted him. He started off streaming. He's back to watching on the DVD as the rest of us own at home. We'll see what the synopsis says and throw it over to Reese and see what he thought of the episode. O'Neill must enlist the aid of a couple of convicted felons in a bid to save a planet from the ghoul. With an attack looming and the planet's automated defense system seemingly offline, an entire world's salvation rests in the hands of SG-1 and two former NID operatives. Say it ain't so, Reese. The Sentinel. What did you think about this one, buddy? Well, uh, i got a couple of questions. Um, that old guy, I know we've seen him before. Mm. Uh, where? My first thought was the Burbs. Is it the Burbs? The oh, Tom yeah. Hanks comedy where he's got the psychos <laughs> yeah. next door? Yeah. Oh, I, right. I can't ever see that guy from anything else. I've seen him in other stuff before. And yeah. I'm like, nah, man, you're that psycho that lives like, next yeah. to Tom Hanks. Radley guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but have we seen him in SG1? Is he, or is, that, is this just no. a made up no. world that they the NID went to? Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. We've never, we've never been here before. Yeah. Have you seen him in any family barbecues? No. No? Well, his name's Henry Gibson, so... Right. Yeah. Oh, I saw him at your barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> I don't go to family barbecues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, um... It was, uh... Touchstone? Yeah. It was, it was a little... I don't know how I feel about this episode. <laughs> I do. It was shit! <laughs> it was fucking shit! It was boring! Yeah. Like, it was just like, instead of, instead of SG-1 going into a world shit up and then fixing it then coming home it's just like oh they've already fucked it up they need to go back in yeah it's kind of like double jeopardy in a way it was the robot team screwed up in double jeopardy and then we yeah had to fix true it. Mm. yeah and they but, did they did cheat the um the previously on as well so that might have been what confused reese is the in the previous film where they showed scenes from touchstone mm. they actually inserted a shot of really? the, the of two quote-unquote felons yeah. like into the previously on when uh, they've yeah. never been in Stargate before. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I, the characters haven't been, the actors yeah. have been. Because that's what I wondered. Did they did they really need to go to the jail and bring them with them? Like, because essentially it was Daniel Jackson that did everything anyway. Right. Yeah, which I found weird because obviously Carter is an Air Force officer and that's her role is to that military action first. She's covering the thing and she sends Daniel in there. I, th- I would have thought she would have been chomping at the bit to get well, access you, to Would this. you prefer Daniel out there with a P90? No, but uh, that's what I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> Obviously, that's teal. why. But not at all at one point did she even go, I just want to have a look at this thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, mm. that would have been her motive. Yeah. Like, they could have just completely written out those those criminals, didn't need them, and then old mate, bloody uh, Marul. Mm. He uh, he could have just said, "Oh, okay. Well, this is where it is." <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they wouldn't need yeah. to pay the the other two actors, or didn't need to ho- well, set up the whole storyline. For me, like yeah. I don't mind the the premise of of this episode. For me, is that this guy, whatever his name is, Greaves, mm. he's he's stuffed up something so badly and so severely in his life, and he's willing to sacrifice himself 
to redeem like to redeem himself. Yeah. That's the only bit that I actually like out of yeah, this. Yeah, I guess. Did he though? Like when he when he died at the end, did anyone care? I sure as hell didn't. I don't think he died. He just became one with the machine, right? Well, he was. Oh, whether he vaporized. Vaporized. I don't know whether yeah. whether we care or not. He still did sacrifice himself, and up until that point, he just been such a selfish dick. So I was surprised yeah. by that ending. Like when he got up to go do it, I'm like, oh shit, he's gonna. Mm. Once they figured out what the whole you know two become one yeah. thing was, yeah. I know. I, I, I obviously he had to have some kind of not re. Redemption type finish to his story, but like he couldn't be a dick as he was for the other thirty-eight minutes of the episode, and then just die a dick. And you're like, okay, well, I'm glad he's dead. There was yeah, something, yeah. but at the same time, I was still kind of surprised that it was almost in an instant because he was a dick right up until three seconds before that. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I'll go do this thing. You know, yeah. old love's mm. gonna die anyway. And also, um, how did he know how to do it? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. just <laughs> held it in exactly the right mm. place. Yeah. Which I get the caretaker when he died was like, oh, let me touch the let me touch yeah. the machine. What I found was interesting is all those flashbacks to actually seeing the original mission and the death of the caretaker stuff. That actually wasn't originally in the script. The, this episode came up short, and they're like, oh, we need another minute worth of like visuals. So, like, oh, let's um. Oh, the flashback. Yeah, so right. let's hire a dude to, to be the caretaker, and we'll film some flashbacks. And it's wow. like. This episode would have been even worse without those flashbacks, like to actually explain yeah, I l- it. Yeah, I like the yeah. idea of the caretaker, where it's just like this guy that just lives next to the machine just in case hmm. someone comes, and then he can sacrifice mm. himself to save everyone, and then they choose a new caretaker that heads out there and lives in the bush. Mm. Like, I thought well, I that think, was pretty. Cool. I think they just well, yeah, that's what I found a bit weird about it because for me, if you grab the sentinel and you're the caretaker, then you then you become the machine or disappear. Mm. So then, why was that guy alive? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I was, and it's like, like because, why was he walking around? Yeah, because he, he's the new caretaker. Yeah, that's what I assume. When to, the last time an enemy came, then there was a different caretaker. He went to the machine, got rid of all the enemies, and then the the fire went out in old mate's office, and he's like, oh shit, the caretaker's dead. We need to choose a new caretaker, uh, and really? then they send another one yeah, out. Or, it's he, just had, like or a he had sacri- like a little apprentice. He had like a little apprentice, like you will be the next caretaker. Yeah. Or just like a, you know, you want to sacrifice yourself to save your people, and then you get to become one with the machine. That's why when there was a so bullet reckon... hole in, he's like, "Just please let me touch the machine before I die," right? Because he, I don't know, there must have been like this. Um... Well, it makes sense that it's an afterthought, really. Mm-hmm. That scene, because mm. yeah. that—that's the only bit that didn't really make sense well, to me. It's I like, like... Well, you, you, so when he touches it and destroys all the Jafar, obviously not Tilt because he's good. Mm. Yeah, how does because, the machine know? Because the power of thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but why? Yeah. So do you reckon he died then? And then they need a new caretaker. Every yeah. T- every think, time yeah. the good comes, they die. Yeah. yeah. And right. people volunteer to go and sacrifice themselves. Yeah. I don't to, think they really the mentioned that. Though. Which, I don't which think that was a thing. I think it's implied. No, I think it's implied. Think it's implied. Yeah. Really? But here's, yeah, here's I, the thing, though. Is you said you said uh, Brennan, it kind of seemed like an afterthought. It's like I feel like the whole technology seemed like an afterthought, given that like Samaria just have Thor's hammer. And it's just like, we yeah. don't need to sacrifice anybody for that. We're all safe. Yeah. Whereas whoever set this piece of tech up for them, and correct me if I'm wrong, to anyone who like, knows the show really, really well, like those crystals... Those, <laughs> are you going to correct yourself? Those, those crystals... Basically, you're talking to Brendan in the room. Like, yeah. It's, you, it's well, you two. And anyone listening... I I'll hate, tell you. I'll I, hate, I hate saying in listeners, but it's just like, you know, I just to anyone listening as well, those crystals looked ancient. They look like ancient crystals that we see in later seasons. Yeah. So it's I feel like it's like, is this ancient technology? And if it is, what a bunch of jerks. And it's like, oh, we've got this tech that's going to save your planet. You've just got to sacrifice one person every time it comes. It's like... yeah. 
Fuck you, buddy. The Sumerians don't have to do that. I never. In, uh, I never. I, I don't think that was implied. I've never even thought about that. Well, if you go and have a look at the tech, it's literally like that D-shaped. Oh no, no, I'm not saying the Atlantis stuff. I'm saying I don't think this. The caretaker dies every time they need to use the weapon. That's what I got out of it. Yeah, that's what I. Otherwise, only when why he disappeared. Yeah, he yeah, disappeared. When he disappeared at the end, I was like, oh, okay, so literally, man and machine become one. Yeah. So he joins mm. the machine, and but then how do they work it? After that, they need another one to yeah. go out. So that's why, they, that's the why only, they've got the flame the only in his reason, office. Yeah, and the only reason that stayed lit is because our guys fucked with it and yeah. made it stay lit. Otherwise, when they killed the caretaker in the flashbacks, the candle would have gone out and they would have had they would have chosen a new caretaker. Mm. Yeah, well, it make that makes sense. But at the same time, I, I never got that. There's no line in there that would suggest that to me. No. You sort of got to yeah read between the, that's that's I just put two and two together. Mm. Um, there's really no got, other because why uh, we got yeah. a seventy four. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no there's no real other way. What that could, yeah? Why that else could, would, um, would well, he, the way I like, thought is like you are the caretaker, so you're the custodian of it until you naturally die of old age or whatever, and then the flame goes out and it's the new dude. But then why did our guy disappear? Yeah, when he held again, onto it. I always thought like he's going into it like the Matrix almost, mm. like you you enter he's entering the machine. He's Maybe it's in both the though. <laughs> yeah, because right. old mate said that the old dude said um, he's only he's only seen it happen once when he was a kid, but that caretaker was much younger than him. Mm. So yeah. maybe the caretaker was maybe they've changed caretakers since he was a kid. Well, obviously because the machine. Mm. I was surprised when he came out and he was so young because you hear the word caretaker I expect an yeah. old man yeah. oh, especially yeah. when he said a hermit that lives out there I'm like it's yeah. Obi-Wan yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. obviously <laughs> yeah. yeah I would have liked it if maybe they'd written it that our guy whose name I didn't bother to, to learn um, the guy that sacrificed Greece. like yeah that guy if like he had become the tech and it's like he um, was absorbed into the machine yeah, and that's then what he, I thought it was. he had, yeah, he had like... remained our caretaker until he died. But mm. it's like, well, if he's got no body, how is he going to die? It's like, what they absorb his body into the machine, but then his body mm. still somehow manages to age normally, like it would be outside. And then when the machines used him up, it spits him out as a dead husk and goes like, "Give me another." It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's not a good piece of technology to save a planet. That's the blob. Like that's just <laughs> eating people. Yeah, well, that's the way I felt it was. But then it was confusing because the young guy comes out and goes, "I'm the caretaker." It's mm. like, okay. Mm. Yeah, nah, not about it. Yo, I took it as a as a sacrificial type thing, and I'm. But I was wondering, okay, so whoever has to come and be the new one, is it like almost like a punishment type thing, or is it a great honor? Like, yeah, you're good. like, yes, yeah. I get to kill myself if we get attacked. Yeah. Like, well, that's what I that's what I thought because, as I said, when the caretaker got shot and he's laying on the ground, he's like, please just let me touch the machine because he wanted the honor of merging yeah. with See, the machine. For me, it was like he's, he wants to go back into it so he doesn't die. Right. Oh no! I saw it as a as a final act. It's like yeah. he knows he's yeah, dying. Right. He just wants to touch it to to save his people. Yeah, it's honey. really if you take the the actual sentinel out of it, which we never really see the sentinel doing. It, it just sends out that wave and everyone disappears. But it's like it's but not too. It's yeah. <laughs> it's really it's the equivalent of the ghouls showing up and saying sacrifice a virgin on that altar and we won't kill you. Yeah. And they're like okay. Yeah. And that's it. They just sacrifice someone and it's like oh okay then the ghoul will go away. See that? But it's like the good like, always could come back because I didn't. That's why I never thought about that. Because Marul's like, well, we wouldn't, we wouldn't bow down to you. We wouldn't do that. Like that's not our way. 
So, you know, it's against mm. our law. It just yeah, but because they've got the Sentinel, they yeah, never okay. needed to. Fair enough. But I, get, I mean, if if they don't have to sacrifice, like if they don't have the Sentinel and they don't sacrifice that one person, then the alternative is go to war and kill 50% of your population. So, I mean, really, you're just killing one person to save the rest rather than go to war and kill most of them. They should have just given the Sentinel to Grogan. There you go. You're dead. <laughs> F- yeah, the irony that he's the one person that survived this time. <laughs> yeah, boy, just like Elliot last time. <laughs> yeah, like out of that original, like uh, you know, trainee group. Yeah, they're the last to survive, and <laughs> they were supposed to be the best of the best. Maybe they're so shit that they killed the rest of their team. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, if, apparently, if you go back and watch, which I'll never go back and watch this episode ever again if I can help it. Um, <laughs> every time you see Grogan, he's injured again. Like in, like carrying over from Proving Ground, right? It's like every time we see him, he's been injured somehow. So he's he's still like he's yeah, still the dummy. I didn't mind him when, in this episode actually. No, he was good. He was actually yeah. really good in this episode. When we first saw him, what the hell was his problem? He was just asleep. <laughs> O'Neill stole his gun. He's like, oh yeah, oh, I must um, have passed out. And then he stands there like squinting and squeezing his <laughs> yeah. eyes closed, it like is, something's wrong. Like, is, dude, you were just, just sleeping. Up, like. Mate. Apparently he's bright. <laughs> like, apparently. don't pretend something happened. You fell asleep on watch, you piece maybe, of shit. Maybe no, he was doing a Grogan was, in his uh, pants. <laughs> <laughs> According to the um, commentary, and we have to get to that, um, apparently it was combat fatigue. It was their way of showing he's, you know, he's been up for three days straight trying to whatever. It's combat fatigue, and he's just passed out. I right. hope so, because he didn't but exactly they didn't, hide. They didn't, they didn't yeah, it was just right, right next right to the next road. To the they must have walked past me. But of course great, they did. Great trackers, though. Yeah. Um, like You're next scene, wearing... they track them directly to the Sentinel. You're not even wearing camo. They walked straight past, but I couldn't track him around the corner. Uh, now, as much as I just—he's already dead. As yeah. much as I cannot watch this episode, there is one bright, shining hope of wonderfulness. That is the audio commentary, and I'm devastated because, as you guys know, my computer shit itself last night, so I don't have any audio commentary for this, like any uh, audio grabs. It's Peter DeLuise and Walter. It's Walter doing his uh. first commentary, and holy f***, it is hilarious. I know I recommend uh, audio commentaries all the time, but this I cannot recommend enough. Nice. It is f***ing... Like, the bit I had, like, you should just hear just the bit for the for the cold open, and I'm in hysterics already because they're already talking about shit. Like, they're talking about taking dumps and... And getting erections and all, just all the oh, yeah. classic. What are they, us? Yeah, right. <laughs> just all that classic humor. Um, <laughs> classic humor. There's a there's a all later the gold. there's a later part, and I'll never I'll never be able to recreate it. But there's a later part where Peter Dillies is talking and he references something about there, but for the grace of God. And then Walter's like, "Oh, that's the time I got to wear my combat cardigan and fire a gun." <laughs> and Peter Dillies like. You went home and made love to your wife like you never have that night before, have you? And he's like, yeah, maybe. He's like, wait, is that is that the night you fathered your child? And he's like, well, I'm not too sure. <laughs> he's like, because, you know, firing a gun, there's nothing puts lead in your pencil like firing a gun. And they just go off on this random tangent about it all. Classic. And then and then Peter Dill's like, because you, you tell me. Like, if, if that was the night you impregnated your wife, and it's like, and he's oh, yeah, I'd call you. I'd totally call you. Like, it's, <laughs> they're just back and forward, the whole thing just well, that's exactly like listening to it it's like i was there <laughs> <laughs> i wonder whether we should change our uh our season wrap up like the names we've got our you know best seven our middle seven and the just listen to the commentary track because <laughs> it's like this will i guess rank in your bottom seven if not in the bottom three and you can mm, be like re- but rename got- the bottom seven the cooper list <laughs> <laughs> the cooper files the, the good 
the all right and the yeah. Cooper. <laughs> the Brad, the right, and the Cooper. Oh, <laughs> oh well done. Um, launching missiles through the oh, gate. Oh, so sick. Oh, my God. <laughs> First the UAV. Speaking I'm like, about, oh, yeah, that's sick. And then Speaking missiles. about putting lead in your pencil. <laughs> Why don't they do this more often? And see, oh, for, man. Or ever yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> Never see it again. <laughs> see, I was starting to worry because when they, Hammond's like, calls the blast doors. And I'm like, what? Because I was thinking they were going to send out like a, a, something to blow up on the other side of the gate. Like, yeah. obviously, it wasn't paying attention yeah. the last 10 seconds. I'm like, nothing comes back in, mate. You don't need to worry about it. What yeah. are you? Nothing's yeah, coming so back in to hurt true. you. And I'm like, oh, hang on. No, no, no. They're firing fucking missiles. It's going to light up that whole <laughs> yeah. embarkation. Did you notice that they shut the blast door, like the side door? Mm. And the people were trying to get out. That doctor only had like a few <laughs> yeah. inches to kind oh, of slip really? through. I saw yeah. that. I was thinking, how many takes would that have taken? Because <laughs> yeah, right. they were they were run, pr- run, pretty, run. pretty uniform in getting yeah. out that door. Like, yeah. is that actual mechanic or is someone on the other side pushing it closed? <laughs> Such a cool effect though, wasn't it? Like you just sort of see it fire through and it like a foot after it emerges on the other yeah. side of the gate, straight, straight up into the sky. Up. It's like, yeah, it's locked onto them. Yeah. Oh, yes. so Carter's like, we got lucky the UAV didn't get shot down. I'm like, are you joking? It's Jafar. <laughs> yeah, right. like, they, they can they, only shoot Tokra. They're your universe's stormtroopers, okay? <laughs> yeah. They're not that good. Yeah, Tokra, if they jump in the way of the bloody... Yeah, but that was sick. And then the UAV paints the target and boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah he we... looks at that little dot on the... He's like, what the... As if he'd see that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Why would he turn around and look at it? We see that. I think we see <laughs> that no part sense. of it, like maybe twice more. I know there's an episode where Carter paints a target with a little laser. Yeah, dot. that was cool. And there's another one where Teal'c or another Jafari nose does it, but we never actually get to see the missiles being launched. Yeah, like right. that again. I don't think cost too much. No, I can't recall that, mm. ever seeing that again. Yeah, because if you think about it, that would solve a lot of our problems. Yeah, bro. If we could just <laughs> oh, open up a Stargate, fire a couple of missiles through, and just take out everything. Like, imagine if we had that back in upgrades. Yeah, right. When they had needed it. super speed to take care of everybody, <laughs> oh, it's totally. like they would have just used just that shoot a missile. <laughs> at, at super speed. They yeah. they could have actually just opened up the wormhole, fired a missile through it. And laser targeted like Apophis's like mothership, mothership that was yeah. hovering there, like one of those yeah. hover things, just blown that up. Okay, we're done. We didn't even need to go through. We're, Easy. We're done. But then how would Jack and Sam know they love each other? So Zetark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how many system lords are there? <laughs> well that's what I was wondering. This, this was this guy the one dude that now. the dude that crossed his arm in uh Yeah, he's the guy that had like that. The, the blue the blue lines under his face yeah yeah that's so he was Slarog. at the meeting yeah 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 that's that guy. wasn't there Apparently. isn't there seven system lords six now eight because I don't Anubis. think he was there not when they were in not when um, bloody Lord Yu was introducing them all to Daniel mm, well uh, no I think he came in later and like bumped someone he's he's the one he was the one that voted yes to Anubis before, just before you said no. Yeah, he didn't have a, he didn't have any lines. He's no. one of the, he's, he's one white of the dude with blue makeup, oh, crossed his arms, yeah, and I'm like, oh, he's given a no, and then he nods. It's like your body language is showing opposite. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Right, okay, Swarog. Yeah, I remember seeing him. Sprog. You're not sticking around. He might be. Uh, yeah, he yeah, might yeah. be yeah, a yeah, shit system lord, guys. Mm. But he has the best Dolby 5.1 surround sound in the universe. Oh, mate. what? <laughs> he, and you know what? It's the Bluetooth goes ages because he was at home when he said that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what the funny thing is? The mothership's in orbit. 
but the speakers go through the vacuum of space, which doesn't... Mate, good old technology. Good old technology. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just, it. uh... It's very advanced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sound can't travel in a vacuum, but... Yeah, he yeah. just he just ringed down some boom boxes. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, the Jafar must be like the Jafar I mean, AV team set up speakers <laughs> throughout the whole city. If you think about it, it makes sense. He's got a good sound system because his first prime or his Jafar that he sent down. Oh yeah, was Eminem. Eminem. That was the Eminem Jafar. Oh right. <laughs> so back. you know, it makes sense. He's got yeah. a good sound system. Wasn't that- it so funny? He was trying so hard to be like Tilk. It was just like tall Who? and tough. Eminem. Yeah. Eminem. Yeah, and, and I'm he, like, didn't he, he have a gold tattoo? No, you're you not even first prime. Yeah. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? No oh, bling. What are you, a trainee? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. You will bow down to him when he starts raining fire. No, I won't. No, no, because oh. no, I'll be dead. I haven't been trained for this. <laughs> yeah. What like, do this, I do now? That's that normally works. Beautifully naive that guy was. Like he, he couldn't even be intimidated. Like no, just, we won't. No. <laughs> you'll you'll die. You our machine will, should start working any minute, and yeah. you'll be dead. Yeah, he was annoyingly naive. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the flip side is Eminem killed him, so he never bowed anyway because he's like, well, I'm dead, so yeah. it's fine. I like the way that Did Grogan... Um... Yeah, off screen. They, apparently, they, they weren't allowed to show it because Henry Gibson is such a cute little old man. They're like, no, you can't show him being killed. It's like, like yeah, right. shooting a puppy. It's like, oh, yeah. it was a good idea, but when you watch it, oh, <laughs> that's not right. But what, yeah. shouldn't they just do the like close-up of the, of the staff? And then yeah. see the blast come out, and then you know he's dead. I think, yeah, I think Peter Deloise shot it, but then the editors and the higher ups were like, nah. Mm. no, no, you can't show him out. with half a face, they guys. Cut that so, out and film some flashbacks. Yeah, <laughs> I like the way that Grogan described the civilization as like obviously you know we're saying they're beautiful and innocent, naive and all that, but that they've like regressed to a point where like they don't even understand their own technology anymore. Yeah. Like mm. they just they've forgotten how it was ever created yeah. and how it who invented it or whatever or how or why, but as long as it works, we don't ask any questions. Mm. And I'm like, that's such an interesting place to be in as a civilization. Like I've often thought, you know, you watch these post-apocalyptic movies or the idea that there's a, there's a, a grave threat. I'm like, what if we did lose technology now? Like how many people in the world mm. are there that are smart enough that understand everything enough that we would be able to recreate exactly everything that we have right now? No. If some like you know asteroid comes down, what you know postman the Kevin Costner classic, you know technology <laughs> gets destroyed and emails like, lost, so you need a postman again. <laughs> I actually found that in my DVD collection the other day. I'm like, how long about this? Yeah. And it's well, set in next it's, to Waterworld. It's set in 2013, <laughs> and it's like really? technology has been erased. And I'm like, oh, that's so that's cute. Sick. You know, we're in Blade Runner set in 2019 now, so we're in the Blade yeah. Runner year. Um, but wow. like, yeah, where would we be if we didn't have the people like that properly under like? Would it affect us? These guys, like, nothing's happened to them, but they've just lost all yeah. records. You know? way so I we feel... had it, mate. It was the Dark Ages. They said if the Dark Ages never happened, we'd be fucking living yeah. on the moon by now. Yeah. Years no, and, and, yeah. Because of all the shit we lost back then. It's okay. Yeah. Religion survived, so we're fine. <laughs> sure, did. But I feel like we, like us as the consumers, are the... We would we are regressed anyway. Mm. We don't think about we don't think about trying new initiatives and new inventions for the land. Can someone else do it? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a bit like that. It's like a new update of iOS. F- that. <laughs> I know my technology. <laughs> I don't need pay, your update. Yeah. Look, I want you to update the technology, but I don't want to pay a thousand dollars for a new yeah. phone. <laughs> what the hell? My computer that just died was still running Windows Vista. So wow. yeah, Jesus. No. Vista of all things. It, was it on dial-up as well? No, I have got a little portable um, USB. That just <laughs> oh, the, the dongle. The next the one dongle. up. 
Yeah. Dongle. Dog. Shove your dongle in the USB yeah. port. Yeah. Something very interesting that we found out. NID. Those guys from NID were on death row. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of liked that line. That line. I assume they're getting time taken off. Actually, they're going to get a little bit more out of this. Yeah, they're on mm. death row. That's like, hectic. Oh shit! They and, were they were following orders, but from the government, and the government's mm, like, "Oh, you no, got caught. Let's kill you." No, these were the rogue NID. Yeah. So they did work for the NID. Rogue. And then, and then using that information, they all kind of yeah. just pieced out. And Maybon's like, "Here's and, an envelope. You want to jump in on this action?" Yeah, yeah. So that whole thing that that, yeah, that right. Mayborn was running wasn't actually sanctioned by um, yeah. by the government. He just took people who knew about the Stargate program and went, "We're going to run our own shit." It's yeah. really that's where it gets really murky when you got to know the difference between like NID and like, "Oh, these are rogue NID." Yeah, and so yeah, because NID itself isn't actually a bad organization. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. they they their hiring process is. <laughs> like their HR needs to be shot. Like their oh, HR, Stargate. Their HR should be yeah. on death row. That's the ones that really should be on death row. I found it weird that they kept calling Greaves Colonel, even though he's yeah, he would have been stripped of rank. Yeah, totally. Surely. And Kershaw, yeah, she was still a lieutenant or whatever. Yeah. Fun fact: uh, Kershaw was um, Takaya from the Vagina Faced Aliens in Spirits. Oh, mm. yeah. she, she looked familiar. Yeah, I knew she was annoying. <laughs> I tell you what, she still had a, a a bit of sass about it. Like as we go to find out, if they're successful, they're going to be taken off death row. So she should be doing everything she can to butter up to these people and get the job done. But before they embarked through the gate, and she they're like splitting up the teams. And she's like, oh, I'm so glad that I've got an archaeologist to back me up. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, yeah, which end of the bullets go in again? And he holds up a knife. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yes, Daniel, you smart-ass son of a bitch. <laughs> Stick it to her, bitch. Like, honestly, you were about to be killed. Yeah. And yeah. they've given you a lady. You're like, oh, no, this guy doesn't look tough. I'm like, you. Yeah. And Daniel yeah. Stills like, man. Daniel Jackson. Yeah. I am on her side, though. Yeah. No, nah, he's like, <laughs> he, was he, was, he was once away from going... You, I'm Indiana Jones, bitch. Yeah. Like, he's nah. like, give me a fedora and a whip, and you will be fucking gushing. Like, yeah. God, this is a good episode. Um, <laughs> did you see the stock footage from? I think Tilk looks up, and there's supposed to be a glider overhead, and there's the stock footage from Children of the Gods. Oh, is there? Where the glide, you know, and like Children of the Gods, it goes overhead and comes yeah. back and well, spins it, around. It, it makes they sense. Cut it before it spun back. It makes sense. They were shooting the exact same spot. At one point, if you see them when they're traveling, they're looking up a hill, and you see them sort of walking across the top of the hill, yeah. and that's the hill where like Carter laid the claymores in Children of the Gods. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. But how's how's this for interesting? So this is this is one of the reasons why I love Peter Deloise so much is. So they were scouting, like, the set for the Sentinel, like, you know, the inside with the chimes and the lights and that sort of spiky The big interior. pile of trees. Yeah. That had been designed and sorted out. They didn't know what the exterior would look like. Peter DeLuise goes and does their location <laughs> shoot, like, scout, to, and he finds this big f-ing pile of, of broken down trees, and, and he's like, well, that's the entrance to the Sentinel. <laughs> and it f-ing matches perfectly. Like, it just you'd assume that those two things... They're like, oh, we'll use this as our outside set, so we'll build the inside set to look like twigs and leaves. Oh, really? Nah. So they built the internal... They'd already built the Sentinel set and filmed all the internal stuff before they went on location to film all the stuff at the GVRD. 
and I assume they're just gonna like, oh, it'll have a cave entrance or it'll be whatever. And it's like, nah. So where where like Carter and Tilk were kind of barricaded up at the entrance, mm. that was just like just a little nook. Like people had to just walk there and stop. Yeah. Like it was, it was just mm. a big pile of. Just... I imagine it was like a beaver pile or like just yeah, a yeah. waste. Yeah, well, from... Peter, Peter Louis called mm. it the Beaver Dam. He's like, yeah, that must have been where I got this... it from. Yeah, he just called it. It's just a big pile of fucking broken trees and twigs mm. and shit like that. And I'm like, that's genius. Like that's so good. Cheap. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. And it's like, yeah, the same location they shoot in all the time. So it's like, well done. There was a, um, there was a funny part in the commentary where, um, like, a Gary Jones is, like, making fun of, of the show. Because there's at one point where Carter, when they're, then when they're waiting for the Jafar to come, she puts up her binoculars and it, like, cuts to the shot of the Jafar kind of walking and they stop and turn. <laughs> and Walter starts laughing and goes, it looks like that guy just went, stop, she needs to see us. <laughs> <laughs> they've just kind of just stopped and looked so she could see them and then they've started walking and I'm just like, well done. And I know there was a lot of Jafar coming at them, especially in the second wave they were worried about. But that first wave, I'm not that worried. Two weeks ago, we seen the warrior... Carter can hit a moving target right. from like a hundred meters away <laughs> yeah. with one bullet a if she wants to. Mode. Like she can shoot a moving piece of rope. Like yeah. honestly, a Jafar with like penetrable armor. I'm not that worried about her she going was, up and, against. And then she wasn't even using the scope. It's like there's no. a scope on the top of the B90. She could literally just stand there and take headshots at yeah. every single one yeah. of them and just sniper them. Mm. And in the in the little cave when that Jafar comes around the corner. And she just shoots the wall, and he goes, "Oh!" and jumps back behind the cover. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure you're a better shot than that guy. Yeah. You were you were sitting there ready for him to come yeah, in. Yeah, uh, Tilk was just smashing like like targets on their chest. Yeah, he was just getting them every time. Bullseye, bullseye. Mm. It's like take that, Ragnar, 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 whatever. Ragnar, they're Ragnar the best shot. <laughs> yeah. So so much for the staff weapons not being accurate. Yeah. Mm. Tilk's like, yeah, what up? <laughs> what is up? <laughs> what is up? And I know he's running My away from staff blasts that are going to be you know, put in post. But still, when he they said, you know, hold them off as long as you can, then come inside. And then you know, oh, he's, yeah. he's updating them and they're he like, right, come as inside. long as you could. And then he gets up and he runs away very slowly. And, they're, <laughs> and then he stops and has a look around. Yeah. They're still yeah. firing him like, dude, I know that you know they're bad shots. <laughs> but at the same time, it's you versus like 50 of them. Like, come on, Just jump. The door's right there, mate. Like, you know where they are. You know they're there. <laughs> That's why you're running away. Peter Deloise is saying... Um, this was still when, when Chris Judge was still smoking. It's like, so he would never run like on camera. So apparently during that <laughs> scene, it's like he would run up to camera, do the scene. And then as soon as um, he would call cut, that's when Chris Judge would go. <gasps> I know we brought it up. He was just like holding it the whole time. But again, two weeks ago on The Warrior, that looked like him busting out of the gate at the end to go, Decebo! And, yeah. and sp- that, that looked like him. Was that just a, a spot on bo- body him. double? That was him. Because I was going to say, we him. saw enough of his face. Because he was... We- Tom Cruise running. We there. didn't see the. <laughs> we didn't see the back end of that. It's we great. It's great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> we didn't see the back end of that where Tilk was like had yeah. to stop and was like you know just you know bent over like folded half just <gasps> yeah. just doing the smoker's cough. <laughs> We're only gonna get one shot at this. Yeah. Whereas he's got to you know in this he's got to be like oh yeah I can totally just run for like twenty k's and yeah 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 not even you know <laughs> don't even need to breathe deep. Apparently. Um, <laughs> Uh, online or at, at conventions and stuff like that, apparently the two, um, what was it, Kershaw and that other dude? Greaves. 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 Apparently they tell the story that their episode was filmed on 9-11, the way they remember it. But I'm like, 
That's weird because last week's episode was according to Martin Martin Wood. So I don't know mm. whether they've misremembered or the, mm. the, the shows were overlapped. Mm. Like, because this is um, Peter directing this one and a different writer and stuff. So I don't know if they, maybe they were filming second unit while Martin yeah. had the, the A show. So I don't know. Or maybe it was. Maybe they were at a script read. Yeah, that could have been it. That could have been it. Because the, cause the, when they did the flashbacks, he was clean shaven, this guy. So you'd presume that they would have done that in like Both. after. Yeah. Well, and the flashbacks were filmed after because, um, remember, because they were Catch added up. last minute. Yeah, the, right. show was, the show was short. So, yeah, that couldn't even explain so, that. But then again, how did how did that all go down? Not to not to bring it down to talk more 9-11 talk, but it was like, wasn't it three or four days after 9-11 was when like the Pentagon was hit as well? So it was No, it was the same day. It was all the same day. Oh, was it? Mm. Yeah. It's um, a very advanced attack. So apparently, uh, Walter types on plywood when he's uh, when he's at the controls, and we're looking at him, <laughs> really, like through the glass, and he's doing his reaching, he's pulling, all that kind of stuff, and typing. He's typing on plywood, so it doesn't make any sound to affect uh, everyone reading their lines. Yeah, right. Mm. Poor bastard. Plywood I mean, that's... still would make noise to me. Mm. Well, they just take his keyboard away, and that's that's what he's typing on. He's just give him a pillow. Yeah, I right. wonder if he draws the keys <laughs> on the moment. plywood. I would. A S D. He would, mate. He totally would. <laughs> he's in the moment. Well, don't forget, and they've got that keyboard as well, oh, where, yeah. where they've whited out all the ASDF and they've put all the mm. the um, chevrons on there. All the, I wonder all the if he's drawn ASDF and then gone back with white out and <laughs> yeah, white out just to be completely accurate. <laughs> I'm a method actor. Yeah. Yes. Poor Tilg not understanding sarcasm. Still. <laughs> I can't remember the line Daniel said, but that's a note that I have here. So, <laughs> sort I'd say that. He's like, what? And we <laughs> and we don't think that the NI. Uh, oh, and surely the NID couldn't tell lies. That's it. I believe they could, Daniel Jackson. <laughs> of course. Oh, what was yeah. I thinking? Mate, you've been on it for five years. You can catch up. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, really. tech knows. I mean, he's not allowed off base. <laughs> what else is he doing except sitting in his room, Kellner rooming and watching TV? It's like, mate, yeah. you should be over this by now. <laughs> it's like last week with bloody Reese. She goes, can I go and see you well? And Daniel's like, yeah, I'll take you. And I'm like, poor Tilk. Like, <laughs> yeah. does he know about this? <laughs> what if his way of actually catching up on the way that people interact with each other and, and, and understanding sarcasm and all that was learning through television, but the only TV show that he watched was like Seinfeld. And like that was how he communicated. <laughs> he says nothing. And there's like, oh, really, Daniel? Like, what's the deal with the girl? <laughs> Like Tilk, this is a this is a briefing uh, meeting. If you could just keep your nothing arisms to yourself, yeah. that'd nothing be fantastic. What's well, the girl with the rations in this? He's in the briefing, eating a Mars bar with a knife and fork. <laughs> <laughs> like, where'd you learn that? The television, Daniel Jackson. He learns he learns the ancient human dance of, of the Elaine dance. Yeah. It's him just doing the old. Whenever he walks into a into the cafeteria, he just slides in like Kramer. I'd love yeah. to see Tilk do that. He starts oh, decorating his um his staff weapon for Christmas. Happy Festivus! <laughs> Hello, Walter. I'd love, I'd love to find out he's actually like like a hardcore fan of something really trashy like Jersey Shore or something like that. He just he just yeah, loves oh, him some Guidos. Like he just. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. <laughs> Stargate comes back this year, and what it is it's Tilk watching that new Lindsay Lohan running a beach house in um, in Greece <laughs> oh in Mykonos uh, <laughs> reality show, and he's just yeah. all over it. 
Gogglebox with Teal Gogglebox. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> well, I don't. Well, I don't, I don't want to ruin it for you, Reese. But there is there is an episode in. Later, but I will. In later, <laughs> Just, just yeah, let me rephrase. I want to ruin this for you. I'll try it. not to. There, <laughs> but we're short of time, so I'm going to feel. There is an episode where uh, it ends with like uh, Tilk going to uh, like a play. Like he goes to like a you know a theater and he goes to the show, <laughs> and it ends up being the vagina monologues. All right. So, Puppetry of the penis, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> what if he went to watch Romeo and Juliet? He would not understand a f-ing thing that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what we year was this? 2002. Yeah. So if he was going to the movies. Oh, what uh, movies are we at in 2002? Oh, he'd, he'd still be, it, it's early 2002, this episode. Yeah. So he, he'd be going to watch Fellowship of the Ring that had just come out. Was Harry, it 2002? Harry, no, no, it but three. it came out in the Christmas 2001. Oh, yeah. You know, the first Harry Potter's probably still hanging around, yeah. you know? So he's getting mm, a lot of fantasy. Yeah, um, he would have definitely been into rings. Mm. Big time. <laughs> Harry, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh, he loves Star Wars and Attack of the Clones came out. That's true. Yeah, no. Yep. I've seen it 16 times. <laughs> the Santa Claus 2. God, yeah. Oh, Watch that the other day. <laughs> oh, mate. Still haven't seen 2 or 3. Completely on brand. <laughs> 8 Mile. Oh, yeah. You oh, know yeah. you know. after seeing that Swarog Jafar dead, he just went and watched 8 Mile. <laughs> <laughs> Catch me if His you palms can. are sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> His palms, palms are sweaty. sweaty Your yeah. first prime is weak. His arm is heavy. <laughs> His arm is heavy. <laughs> oh, see now you know you know what movie he really went and saw. Van Wilder, party liaison. Oh god, <laughs> yeah. and didn't laugh that. the entire time. Nah. Yeah, but come out and it was pumping to porpoise. Yeah. yeah, pumping to porpoise. <laughs> This man dishonors his father. <laughs> so every time after that, he's like, write that down on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing you've said 20 times, Tilk. I've written it down. <laughs> Last week. Written down indeed 13 times. Write <laughs> <laughs> it a 14th time. <laughs> All right, so, so Tilk goes to a cinema and they're only showing Chicago and Scooby Doo. Which one does he go and see? Oh, Chicago, big the time. Windy City, oh, big, with the Windy City, big Cubs. Oh, with the Cubs. What big is it? Richard Gere fan, obviously. <laughs> I wonder if there's an Oprah. I thought he'd want to see what a talking dog's all about. Yeah. <laughs> Solves crimes. Oh, he's one for Brandinsky. He's one for Brandon. Austin Powers. Austin Powers gold member. No, I'll pass on that. He's the man for you. Signs. Yeah, oh, he would as a kid going to see yeah. Signs because of Alien Invasion. Die another day. Yeah, he's a big Madonna fan. <laughs> Bend it like Beckham. No, 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 no one that. saw that. No, <laughs> he's not. Yeah, he's not seen a he's not seen a teenage soccer movie yeah. when he's in America. <laughs> America. Tilk totally went and saw the hot chick in two thousand and two. God, he, he was the only that. one. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it on DVD. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, and I missed you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was that that? Yeah. White chicks. White chicks. Hot, hot chick was um, Rob Schneider. Oh, is it? Is it from that? Is it? That's the hot chick. Oh, that's the hot chick. Oh, I thought white it was white chicks. Is, you, um, yeah, yeah. But we were talking about hot tough. chicks, and then you did a white chicks oh. reference. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired. I could catch the bus <laughs> a thousand miles. Yeah. <laughs> I could just hold you tonight. <laughs> Fucking love that. I need you. And I miss you. 
It's not bad to like that song if you really get into it. <laughs> Absolutely. Tell me it's not your fucking guilty pleasure of a song. You can't do it. All right. It's, it's time, time to find out, out if Reese has been paying attention. Five questions for you, Reese. Oh, here we go. I haven't reread these, so God knows what's happened. I wrote it very late last night. 30 seconds on the clock. It's earlier than you normally write them. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't reread them Last because month. I just wrote them. Yeah. I've actually Super slept that's actually, since I wrote That's these. actually the most prep you've ever put into Hasbro's been paying attention. So I'm not sure why you're trying to downsell it. Um, time starts after this. All In right. the Sentinel, who okay. was the only survivor of SG9? Grogan. Correct. What was the name of the invading system lord with the really big speakers? Svarog. Correct. What would normally happen when the caretaker would die? Uh, the fire goes out. Correct. Which episode did we previously see Colonel Greaves? It's Shades of Grey. Incorrect. Red what Sky. Is incorrect. What is the binary code well, for the Latonin homeworld? Uh, P2A018. Correct. I've been a fan of Stargate for like 20 years. I could not tell you one like planetary code. I just gloss straight over those things. Yeah. I never bother. Mm. I just know Reese has to write it down. So that's what makes me <laughs> no, get and memorize them all. <laughs> yeah. Ask I'm me any saying, planet, I'll tell you the binary Every time code. you hear them say it, you write it down now, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Could be a question any week. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's I'm glad whenever they ask O'Neill, like Hammond will say, oh, that was on P3X42209. That O'Neill doesn't go, Oh, that with this these people or this particular mission, yeah. like he has no recollection yeah. for for the codes. Yeah. Like, he, like Shanksy can pull them out. Daniel Jackson says them all over. And you're like, really? Yeah. Of course you would remember them, but at least they don't pretend like O'Neill would. <laughs> I think I was glossed over wouldn't. them because, um, like, coming from Star Trek, where it's like, oh, start eight five two nine four seven. Ooh, it's like cool. no one's ever going to f- remember that. Nah. Mm. And um, I did a. I went to a convention in New York and, and was like in one of the trivia competitions. And the one rule they have is it's like, you can't ask a question that has a number for an answer. That was the, that was the one rule that they had. Wow. Cause, cause, cause like people in the audience could like throw up questions right. and that was, they couldn't be like, Oh, how many people were in the background of this shot? Or it was like, you can't have an answer that has a number in it. I was mm. like, oh, fucking hell, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, put, Put half my questions away. <laughs> so, question four: Which episode did we previously see Colonel Greaves? Never. Trick question. Trick question. Never seen him before. Oh, that's ridiculous. Remember early in the episode when we talked about how? <laughs> you remember how Maddie we, specifically like, said we had that a conversation about how they they put a shot of them into the previously on when they were never no, in that episode. I remember a few months ago when I said I never listened to you when you do it. Reese, your father made you wrong. You stupid son of a bitch. In fairness, though, you did so much better than I thought you would be considering Brendan wrote these last night because usually he writes them during the episode based <laughs> off things we've already talked much about. Easier. <laughs> so the fact that he wrote them last night, they could have been about anything. Yeah. So <laughs> congratulations. They could to have you. been about anything. All right, that's episode 109 of Get Into Gate, talking the Sentinel. And look, we just, we'll put that aside, never think about it again until maybe we do our bottom seven in a couple of weeks. Of season five next week, though, the big one, possibly. Uh, well, we won't go into it too much because Reese hasn't watched it yet, but uh, Meridian. We'll just say that it's the penultimate episode of the season, so of course yeah, it's going to be prepared. big. You're not prepared. You're not prepared. I'm not yeah. emotionally prepared. It's a big prepared. couple of episodes coming well, we up. We've got a week, mate. No so surprise. Meridian. Meridian. You guys have talked you. about this a uh, couple of times. No, we haven't. Well, you've never. <laughs> I, I know the title of it, so. <laughs> yeah. It's a big one in the uh, fandom. 
For sure. About an, an alien called Meridian. So look forward <laughs> to that. Uh, that'll be uh, episode 110 of Getting to Gates. Uh, in the meantime, until then, you can check out all of our old podcasts. Look, just hit up Google, Get in the Gate, a Stargate podcast. We're on YouTube, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you want to find us pretty much and listen yeah. to us or, uh, or watch Follow us. You and can. Subscribe, please. Yeah, all the, all the socials as well Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, what was the name of this episode? It's The Sentinel. Anyway, we got a Patreon page. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Patreon.com forward slash get into gate. Myself, Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Let's talk some gates. Maddie. At High Pitch Maddie. Brendan. At the Bren Gibson. And Reese. I'm at the Flying Gibson. Brace yourself, boys. We're talking about Meridian next week on Get Into Gate. Oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Get into geek.